If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What is up, everyone? Uh, you are watching Kind of Funny. What happened? What uh, happened? I don't know. Everything's just looking real dark and scary with the, the red background. The background is just red, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, I see like there a lot of stuff in there. Oh, there we go. You are watching Kind of Funny Games Daily for the 28th of October, 2021. I am your host, the spooky version of Tamar Hussain, and joining me is a spooky version of my brother from another mother, Tim Gaze. It is me. It I is I. I'm very excited to be here with you today, talking about some new stories. Tam? Glad to be here with you, too. As always, 28th of, of October, we're going to break it down in history real quick. Uh, so, 1943. Uh, what was that, Kevin? Yeah, I said, uh, history breakdown. History breakdown. How do you feel about these? Do you like these? Yeah, I always like to get okay, a little cool, cool. I love in the morning. It. It's you know awesome. I mean? Yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. I was trying to add something of my own, you know. Um, yeah. 1943, 28th of October, the supposed Philadelphia experiment involving teleportation oh. or invisibility by the U.S. Navy took place with the destroyer escort ship, the USS Eldritch. The U.S. Navy maintains that no such experiment occurred and the details of the story contradict well-established facts about the Eldritch. So that is some Metal Gear Solid ass shit. Is, I've yeah. ever heard yeah. it in real life. Yeah. Exactly. In 2006, the number one hit for October 28th was Ludacris featuring Pharrell Williams' Moneymaker. I don't I even remember that. I don't song. even remember that. Yeah. What? No, I, d I don't know that song. That is, that's not the, the Ludacris or the Pharrell Williams song I would go to oh, for anything. Okay. You remember YouTube it? it now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you remember 100%. it? Okay. When cool. seeing the okay. music video, it's like, oh, that's some iconic shit. <laughs> uh, Luda has also... way more hits than you expect. He, yeah, you way always think more of him than as like, expect. oh, yeah. like he has four or five. It's like, no, he has like hit 29 actor? or 30. Hit actor. Yeah. Hit actor, exactly. Luda. Chris name Luda, surname Chris. <laughs> uh, today is also Bill Gates' birthday. You know, founder of Microsoft, questionable philanthropist, um, Bill Gates. And hey, in Questionable uh, philanthropist. Oh He's yeah, my man a was. I mean, yeah, but what, whether his whether his actions are for the greater good are up for debate. Let's not get into it right now. But let's just say, remember that stuff with COVID, where he's like, "Don't sell the patent." Well, that's what I'm saying. Philanthropist, um, more Metal Gear Solid stuff. Just saying. yeah, more Metal Gear Solid stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, exactly. Mm -hmm. That's where I learned uh, that word, Metal Gear Solid too. <laughs> Philanthropy, yeah. Metal Gear Solid teaching teaching our generation a lot of things about mm -hmm. history. Uh, also, I just got I just got this. Oh, what uh, is this? I'm, I didn't even know what that is. This is this is his book that he released all about creativity. It came out very recently, wow. uh, like mere days ago. So I'm excited to dig into that. Um, so yeah, that's cool as hell. Uh, on October 28th in 2033, the T850 that killed John Connor in 2032 is captured reprogrammed and sent back to 2004 in Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines. Not the best Terminator movie by any stretch, but still no. enjoyable. No, you know? Not at all. <laughs> yeah. And then 2008, Tim Gettys did the most Tim Gettys thing ever, for better or for worse. Break it down, Tim. What are we talking so, about here? It was my friend Thou's birthday. And this was around the time that Final Fantasy X-2 had come out. And that game, banger of a game. features a, a banger, fucking banger mm -hmm. of a game. Mm -hmm. And that features a song called 1,000 Words. Mm -hmm. And I was like, thou, thousand, there's something here. So I wrote a rap song over the 1,000 Words beat. And I gave it to her as a birthday present. And I released it on MySpace. And it got 50,000 listens. 
And it was one of the first moments of Tim Getty's quote unquote going viral. And 50,000 listens on MySpace was a big deal. Like I was on the front page and shit for this for a while. Front page of MySpace, baby. I'm up there with Tom. Tim Tam, what about Tim Tom, baby? (laughs) Is there any uh, evidence of this? Or is that, do you still have the song? Yes, I do, and no one is ever hearing oh. it, ever, but I do have it. <laughs> I respect it, I respect it, but uh, I would I would love to hear that, I would love to hear that. I don't that a... think anything could exist that is cringier than it. Like, it is legitimately the cringiest, cringiest thing, but I just, I can't, I mean, you know, dude, Tam, if there's one thing yeah, that connects yeah, yeah, yeah. the two of us, we love good puns. We love it. Wordplay and all that stuff. And I'm like, I can't not do this. <laughs> yeah, you. Co- I, I respect that you saw the opportunity and you committed hard. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what that commitment is what helps push it to the top of MySpace for that period. 100%. But yeah, now, now, now everyone Wait, do, has more. Damn, how do you know about this? How do I know about what? This? Yeah. Oh, you I know, mean, Tim, and I, Tim and I are just connected that way. I just knew it. that he had something cooking. Yeah, um, yeah. Also, he he put it in the document. <laughs> so. Got it, got it, got oh. it. <laughs> Today's stories include uh, Bobby Kotick taking a pay cut and Bobby. changes at Activision Blizzard, which are important. Uh, Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg doing new GTA music and PlayStation on PC updates um, and more because this is kind of funny games daily where each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv forward slash kind of funny games you can get some news and if you're watching live you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kind of funny.com forward slash you're wrong as always we're going to endeavor not to be wrong about anything but let us know if we are if you don't want to watch it live you can watch later on youtube.com forward slash kind of funny games or on roosterteeth.com or you can listen on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kind of Funny Games Daily. If you are a frequent user of the Epic Games Store playing games like Fork Knife or Rocket Cars with Football, that's Fortnite and Rocket League for uh, normal people, make sure you use the code Kind of Funny on the Epic Store and on in game purchases, and you will support Kind of Funny just by using that code. Easy clap, no worries. Um, to be part of the show, head to patreon.com forward slash kind of funny games where bronze members are above get to write in and silver members are above get the show ad free along with an exclusive post show, which you get daily, which is baller. Housekeeping. Yeah. I mean, goddamn one time, let it be a bad game of sweeping. We have another huge day of streaming coming up on twitch.tv forward slash kind of funny games. If you've been watching Andy play Guardians, you will get to do that again as we partnered with NVIDIA GeForce to have Andy continue his playthrough of Marvel's Guardian of the Galaxy for the first time. And he's going to be showing off all of that DLSS and ray tracing goodness. Raymond Tracing is back for the stream. And they're going to be giving away some copies of the game right after this show. After that, after that Guardian stream, there's going to be a bonus stream at 2 p.m. PT where Blessing and Barrett are going to be playing Pumpkin Jack New Gen Edition. This is a Halloween-themed PS2-style 3D platformer. It's developed by Thunderful Games. And they're also giving away 60 copies of the game. 60 to people codes, guys. 60. Oh, there is insane. a decent chance you get to play this game. Work. It's a lot. It does seem like a lot of work, but you know, you got to reward the kind of funny best friends with some good game and love. You just got to be in like the chat. Game. That's you it. Just gotta hang out. Games. You just got to hang out. Easy. Thank you to our Patreon producers, which are Pranksy and Blackjack. And today we're brought to you by DoorDash, DraftKings, Liquid IV. But we'll tell you more about that later. For now, let's get to what is and will forever be the Roper Report. It is time for some gosh dang news. We have four stories today. Oh, Baker's Dozen. Thank you, Kevin. That was good. I enjoyed that one. That had a little like pent up aggression, which I assume comes from a lot of water vacuuming. Sony, first story comes by way of Tom Warren at The Verge, and that story is Sony is now using PlayStation PC label for its PC games, which is a massive step forward. And many, many years ago, 
that would have been unbelievable to us. But Sony's PlayStation games on Steam are now published by PlayStation PC LLC instead of PlayStation Mobile or Mobile or Mobile, depending on where you're from. Forum posters on Reset Era noticed the change yesterday, and it appears that PlayStation, the PlayStation PC company was formed earlier this year. It could mean we'll see Sony use more PlayStation PC branding in the future. Sony has been gradually growing its presence on PC over the past year after Horizon Zero Dawn arrived on Steam in August 2020, followed by hit video game Days Gone in February. Sony is also bringing God of War to PC on January 14th and the remastered Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection at some point in 2022. Sony's head of PlayStation Studios, Herman Holst, big up Herman, uh, revealed in June that Sony was still early on in its PC plans. He said, I want to emphasize that PlayStation will remain the best place to play our PlayStation Studios titles at launch. Uh, that was in a blog post uh, on uh, the PlayStation blog, obviously. Uh, but we do value PC gamers and will continue to look at the right times to launch each game. Sony Interactive Entertainment CEO Jim Ryan has previously described Sony's PC games push as an easy decision for the company. There's an opportunity to expose those great games to a wider audience and recognize the economics of game development, which are not always straightforward, he said in an interview with GQ earlier this year. The cost of making games goes up with each cycle as the caliber of the IP has improved. Also, our ease of making it available to non-console owners has grown, so it's a fairly straightforward decision for us to make. How do you feel about that, Tim? Are you, are you excited about seeing PlayStation games on PC? Extremely excited. I, I we talked about this a little bit yesterday with the the leak of Sackboy Big Adventure uh, potentially coming to PC as well. I think this is a great future that I fully support, and I hope that PlayStation fully supports it. And it looks like they are having a PlayStation PC label for all this. It shows that they're taking it a little bit more seriously. PlayStation Mobile, very different uh, thing, and that kind of always would make the PC stuff if it's under that label feel a mm. little lesser than feel like a. Uh, subsidiary kind of just side project that isn't really like a, a core tenant of what the PlayStation brand is. Whereas yeah. with this, like it, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be one of their main focuses, but I do think that this at least gives it the chance and potential to uh, have kind of that late, that expectation that if a game's coming to PlayStation, there is a high chance at least that it'll come mm -hmm. to PC. What I think is interesting here is the quote of, I want to emphasize that PlayStation will remain the best place to play our PlayStation Studio titles at launch. That is a very crafted statement uh, to really kind of quell the anger of a lot of fanboys, but also to really still support the the console and then to, to push PS5 and to still, unlike Xbox, not say, hey, I don't care if you play on PC or, or Xbox, just play wherever you want. This is still saying, we'd prefer you play on PlayStation, uh, but eventually, if you're not going to do that, we'll get you on PC, um, which yeah. isn't necessarily the worst thing. But I do wonder, in five years, are we going to be looking back at this quote and are people going to be throwing this quote around of like, what happened to that when games are being announced day and date or released day and date on both PS5 and PC? I don't know. But I wouldn't mm. be surprised if at some point, maybe not during PS5, but PS6, if it is just day and date everywhere. Yeah, I think I think like if we do get there, it will be at a time when Sony will go, well, look how much money this makes for us. Like mm -hmm. there, there will be no retort from from them that isn't like that. When it comes to it, like fanboys, the anger of fanboys of not having something exclusive to them is meaningless. Like. They, Sony does not care about you, you as a fanboy being like, no, this needs to be my 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 thing for this period of time. They don't care. Right now, it makes business sense for them to do it this way. But if it turns out that they put a few experiments out and releasing day and date is incredibly beneficial for them and makes a business sense, your sensitivities around having some sort of exclusivity are going to be meaningless. Yeah. Um, which is the right way to approach it, which I think is incredibly smart and, and incredibly smart business acumen and savvy. Because although it is a, a prepared statement from executives, the things that Jim Ryan and Herman Holst are talking about in this, these statements are very, very true. The realities of making games in the way that Sony does is incredibly expensive. They put out some of the best, most polished games. And to not be able to double dip on those is is like 
is going to be a problem as expectations for their games continue to go up and as they make them more interesting and more like polished experiences. So they got to do this. Um, yeah. Kind of, yeah, kind of funny games daily, obviously. A massive show, huge show. Everyone watches it. I know Everyone. for a fact, we know for a fact that mm -hmm. multiple senior Sony executives watch it. Uh, including Herman Hulse, Shuhei Yoshida. I think Ken Kutaragi has probably got it on in the background in his weird uh, in Katsuya he's watching, Harad. Harad he's watching bar. on a PSP. Yeah, he's, he's watching on a PSP. Uh, Jim Ryan. Here's what I'm going to say. Where is Bloodborne on PC? Apologies, I'm invoking a bit of Greg Miller energy here. I haven't had any Busan, but I need it probably. But Uncharted, put it in the bin. God of War, put it in the bin. Days gone in the bin. I want Bloodborne on PC. It's been so long. What are you doing? It's just such a slam dunk. You know you're doing it. Just tell us you're doing it. I mean, I was driving me mad. What? What are your, What are your thoughts? Like, do you, what's your reasoning for why? Why not now? Because I kind of think that it makes more sense to lead with these games that they're doing, and, and like when you see mm -hmm. their kind of the the cadence and pattern that they've had so far of okay horizon coming out like that was a let's make a, a big bet on this right death stranding is a different type of situation just because of the partnerships and and how that game was made but with horizon it's like that's a pure sony title and with yeah. that it's like okay cool it's a big one it sold well we already know that we're not really going to get more millions sold on this on console let's see what happens on pc that's a success days gone being another example of that kind of tier of new ip let's see what happens but now they're like oh, all right let's move into this god of war uncharted which is a different league uh in terms of ip recognition and all that so bloodborne to me i feel like they might be looking at this of like let's get this platform going playstation pc let's have that mean something and have an understanding mm -hmm. for users and then hit them later or they're planning a ps5 version and they want to have that come out first before it comes on pc i don't know Where, where's your head at I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, like fundamentally, I think it's an uh, abject cruelty to the Bloodborne and Souls community that they're not telling us that they're doing it and not giving it to us. So fundamentally, this I need to feel attacked to kind mm. of keep this energy going. But from an actual realistic uh, uh, perspective, I think it's a mixture of that game requires perhaps a little more work to get into a place where it can run on PC. I don't think it requires a lot given the amount of stuff that has been done for Like people are playing that game on PC. People are like tearing it apart on PC. I think what you said about um, the PS5 version is probably the right uh, line of thinking where they don't want to just put it out on PC because if they do, the PlayStation 5 owners are going to be like, what the dealio, you put out a better version for PC, but where's our, where's our version? So I think that what they're probably doing is creating an optimized version of um, uh, the PS4 version for PS5. And then alongside that, we'll have the PC version. I mean, that that is us saying that's what we think they're doing. Um, there's been discussions and whispers about it happening. Um, it makes too much sense to not do it, considering how popular that game is and how, how many people have asked specifically for a PC version. And also, it's weird. It's such an old game, but it feels like a major major it feels like a jewel in their crown that they've got just waiting which is wild to think about for a game like bloodborne which is incredibly old but like a pc version of this old game being a massive like megaton moment is kind of interesting so i think they're waiting for their right moment as well maybe yeah. it could be soon maybe it could be like game awards here it is we've we've got it but um but I, I don't know. I think I think it will show up eventually, but I wish it would be sooner rather than later just because even if they're like, yes, we're working on it, chill and then mm -hmm. moved on. I think that would go a long way. Well, I mean, um, it's kind of interesting with, with what you just said there about like, yeah, we're working on it, just wait. It's like, I think it's it's interesting to look at the recent months announcements in terms of Sony games on PC where we get Uncharted Legacy of Thieves announcement with a 2022 date. I think they even said early 2022, if I remember correctly. And then we get God of War with a January actual date after that. You know, mm. it just kind of seems a little bit weird. And like, maybe it's because the t who, what teams are working on what. I, I kind of forget this. I remember last week we were talking about PlayStation uh, acquired Nixon, I think it was called, to work on these PlayStation ports and that those teams aren't the ones that are specifically working on some of the titles we just talked about. So maybe mm. that has something to do with it. Uh, I got a question for you, though, Tam. Yes. Thinking strategically about this mm -hmm. whole thing, we know that these Sony titles 
do extremely well on PlayStation consoles, right? Like, let's just look at Horizon. Major success, new IP that sold gangbusters and sold millions and millions and millions of copies. Any way you look at it, that game was a major success. Years later, they put it on PC, and it's the top of the Steam charts, selling gangbusters on Steam and outpacing so many of the other titles on Steam. We've now seen that many, many times, whether it's a big PlayStation title or what was traditionally a core Xbox title, things like Forza or whatever it was, yeah. right? The Steam charts are just stacked with these console games that are now on PC. What do you think would happen sales-wise if Horizon 2 was just day and date on PC and PlayStation 5? Like, do you think that that would actually result in more sales overall and more conversation overall? How many, like, percentage-wise, do you think that a chunk of PS5 users would buy it on PC instead to a demonstrable degree that that would matter at all? I, I think like, I think it would sell more, obviously, like it, it makes perfect sense. You open up the game to a bigger audience, right? Like you, you don't not, you're not just PS5, you're now PC as well. And I think if they did that, I think it would be incredibly smart. I think it would be, it would be, I would encourage it. I'm, I have no preciousness over where I play games and I can, I realize that I'm in a privileged position where I can say that because I own these platforms. But I feel like if you're a PlayStation 5 owner and you see that a game is coming to another platform and that upsets you, get a grip and grow up. I think like that, they, I don't think it will hurt the PlayStation 5 sales in a meaningful way for me. I think the only thing that you stand to gain, Sony stands to gain from it is, is a beneficial um, expansion uh, of the amount of people that are now aware of their game and playing that game. And I think it actually would encourage people to really think about the PlayStation ecosystem a bit more. Like if they, if they suddenly a bunch of PC gamers open up Steam and they see Horizon 2 is there and they're like, oh shit, that's the PlayStation game. I didn't realize it was on PC. I think a fair few of them will be like, I'm going to check that out. That is the hot game of the moment. And they'll jump on board. And from then, that's Sony winning. They're in the PlayStation ecosystem. Like they're thinking about other games that they can potentially go on to. You buy a Horizon 2 day and day, you play it, you're now in the ecosystem. Now you're thinking, what else do they have? The first thing you see is probably God of War. And you're like, I've heard nothing but great things about this game. I'm going to check it out. And then that also feeds into, like, really interestingly, into the streaming ecosystem, right? Like, you can stream PlayStation 5 games. You can stream on the PlayStation 5 if you want. But obviously, there's a massive contingent of PC-focused streamers that play PC games. And if you enable them to then play PlayStation games on their PC and stream them out as well, your feed, you're basically like supercharging that ecosystem by exposing a Twitch audience, a Facebook gaming audience, a YouTube gaming audience to uh, a new kind of uh, corner of, of gaming that perhaps they wouldn't have looked at before because they exclusively play PC games. Um, yeah. I think there's, there's a huge, huge benefit to them. I don't think it will... The only thing that they potentially risk happening is a a meaningless online backlash which i don't think sony cares one bit about because yeah you anyone who complains is like i'm not buying it on playstation 5 because you've put it out on pc good luck to you that means you're just not playing a game that everyone is playing and you know deep down that you're not you're not going to do that if you truly care you're buying this game it's available to you yeah. and i don't think i don't think sony loses any money from the uh, grandstanding from fanboys at all because fanboys often are all talk and no action totally. so you i know, would i would love it to see it I, me too and I, I i'm honestly kind of struggling to see any downside like i'm sure that there's a lot of just licensing issues legal issues workflow issues so many issues uh, at play and reasoning for why it's not happening right now um because mm. the only thing i can think about is them being concerned about losing out on playstation 5 console sales and i just simply think that they are different enough audiences that that is not the case and i think that the at the end of the day they know that any console sale they'd lose from somebody that is going to switch exclusively to PC to play PlayStation games is still a, like that's a win for them because they got the PlayStation gamer there. And I think even more people will be convinced to buy a PS5 that enjoyed a game on PC for that different type of experience, just having it the simplicity of the the living room and all of that stuff like it's interesting to me because going back to my question about like, what do you think about the like, how well would it sell question two to that? What do you think would actually end up selling more copies? 
day and date on both or the double dipping strategy they're kind of employing right now of here, the game's coming out on PlayStation 5 and then a year or two later, it's coming out on PC. Because I think that it is like day and date would get them millions more copies sold overall. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like day and date is for me the least risky approach to it because I don't know, let's take a look at a game like Days Gone, for example. If that had launched day and date with um, its PlayStation 5 release, you would have had people taking kind of a leap of faith or even just a risk on buying that game um, and, and playing it. And the problem you have now is like years later or all that time later, they have the context for what that game is, was, and the discussion around it and the marketing around it, if you get what I mean. So by launching it later, you kind of have that, you don't get the full force of your marketing hitting at the same time because everything points to one release date. And then, you know, that's when the the highest awareness of it is. Like, honestly, I think that uh, later on down the line, you know, when you're remarketing a game, there's less attention being paid to it. Um, but I think day and day uh, is, is, what do you call it, uh, going to be the best way to approach it because... For a game like uh, Days Gone, later on, you know, you, you, can, you now can read the reviews and be like, huh, this game isn't hitting as hard as it I thought, so maybe I'll just skip it entirely. Tim, I'm going to quickly pivot, because if you're about to talk about the breaking news, is that right? No, 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 I'm not. Just I want to say okay, two okay, things okay. real quick that I saw okay, in chat go, go, that go. I think are really interesting, really good points. Uh, Ricky Rich says, double dipping would get them more sales for sure because I would pay twice. That is an interesting thing to think about of people that bought it on PlayStation and then two years later are like, you know what? It's been long enough. I'm going to buy the game again for this new PC experience. I do think that that is a going to be a sizable number. I'm still not convinced that that number still won't exist if it was day and date of people just buying two copies because they want different experiences. That'll be lesser for sure. But I think that like, if you're going through one of those arguments, I think that those same people are still the type of people that like care about that stuff. But Jeff Grubb brings up something that is extremely, extremely interesting. He says, it loses the loss leader value. They make a lot of money from having people buy their microtransactions on PSN. But in general, I agree with you both. That is a really good point of yeah. owning the ecosystem and the console and everything. Like they are making the most money uh, for less work even. So it's like that that really does make a lot of sense. Yeah, I think I think we're at a place where PlayStation, people who own PlayStations and care about PlayStations generally are like, I don't care if, if this game exists somewhere else. I'm a PlayStation person. I'm going to play it on PlayStation. Like even me who has a gaming PC, if, if, you know, a new Horizon's coming out and I know that I could buy it anywhere, I'm going to pick the PlayStation because that's the kind of experience that is to me and that's, a, that's what I want out of it. And if I'm buying DLC, I'm probably buying it on PlayStation as well. Like if there's very, until Sony's like, this is optimized and we built it for PC and it's going to be a more interesting experience on PC, I'm not going to be doing that, but they're not going to do that. Um, so I think, I think that, launching it day and day would probably still be for me personally i think the one that really works for them but we'll be, i think it'll be some time before we get there um the final thing on that is like now the only uh kind of like outlier we have is nintendo which i'm interested to see how their their um future lays out i think they'll stick to their guns which i 100 percent encourage like fair play to them but we'll see how that goes we uh, i wanted to pivot, i wanted to pivot real quick because we had some breaking news come in um that Jeff Keighley tweeted this, but Mark Zuckerberg has announced that GTA San Andreas is coming to Oculus Quest and VR. That is a massive, massive deal uh, because <laughs> it's GTA San Andreas in a virtual uh, reality device. Uh, Tim, are you interested in playing um, GTA San Andreas in, in VR? I, I am not, but Tam... I wish that me and you owned Grand Theft Auto. Can you imagine? Like, we know how much money they're making. But right now, they're, like, having this moment. They're like, but we can make more. Let's just go back and, like, let's get these things out there. <laughs> Fucking hell yeah. Why not, man? I, I love that here we are years into uh, – gaming vr being a thing where there are now kind of these platforms that people understand like we've we've had the shakeout where in the early days there was like 15 different things and now it's like okay cool there, there's oculus there's playstation vr there's uh vive right like that's that's it uh and i love that like with these they're like okay we we've done skyrim 
a bazillion times. Mm -hmm. What else can we go back to? Let's do Resident Evil 4 again. That makes sense. What What's next? GTA San Andreas. Why not? And like, <laughs> hey, people seem to be really liking it. I've been seeing the reviews for RE4 are like really killer, like nine yeah. out of 10. So it's like, it, it can work. I think that it's, it's, I am shocked that taking old games and putting them into VR, like old traditional console games <laughs> and putting them into VR seems to be working for people, but hell yeah. Yeah, uh, Resi, Resi 4 VR is like, they clearly, like our review was very positive about it. And I put our, our biggest Resident Evil 4 fan on it. So I knew that he was going to be scrutinized very, very like in depth and aggressively. And he came out and he was like, this is, this is great, man. Like, it's really, really good. And that is surprising because it seems like uh, Facebook, Oculus, whoever it is, um, uh, the team are trying to pay a little more attention and give a little love to these games, which is a kind of interesting thing because, um, you know, you have the, 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 uh, these games that um, they're not as uh, technologically or like in terms of hardware demanding. They're quite old now and people so because of that you can go in there and make them work a bit better within VR, which you know, modern VR devices aren't super, super powerful. You couldn't take a God of War and make it look exactly the same and make it run on a VR device. But you can take a God of War one or two and do something with that and work within those constraints to make a really compelling VR experience. And that's what they did with Resident Evil, and that's what I hope they do with San Andreas. Um, especially if they can um, hook in some of the... Because GTA San Andreas was one of those games that was like early in, in the uh, RP kind of uh, uh, trend. And like people were playing uh, role-playing servers for GTA San Andreas and, and I think Vice City as well. And I would love to see them introduce that element to the Oculus version. Who knows if they will? Um, but that, that would be pretty, pretty amazing. I, I hope that they give it their due diligence to make it as good as something like a Resident Evil. Um, we've got another tweet. Uh, shout out to Barrett, who's uh, just feeding me these, uh, these updates <laughs> on, on Slack. Thank you, Barrett. Um, uh, Steven Totello tweeted, Mark Zuckerberg at Facebook Connect says, company, the company will begin reducing the requirement to log into Oculus with a Facebook account and says the other, log, other logins will be supported over the years which is uh, good news to some people, mainly because um, uh, Facebook obviously overreaching with its uh, data and Facebook obviously currently in a lot of shit. So this is clearly a, a kind of like PR move that they're doing, um, especially as they move into the metaverse, which is their new thing that they're moving towards. Um, but uh, the end result is hopefully means that, you know, you have more availability and less bullshit uh, uh, information gathering happening. But yeah, exciting times for uh, GTA fans. Um, I have a Quest sure. 2 and I'm, I, I bought a Quest 2 and I was like, I'm going to buy this. Uh, and then I had to go back to the UK. I took it with me and I used it zero times and I have bought it back. Um, I did what I've done one thing on my Quest 2 and it's attend a virtual Kendrick Lamar concert on YouTube. <laughs> And it was, and it was uh, really weird. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? But I was standing like right in front of Kendrick Lamar, like a weirdly proportioned Kendrick Lamar. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> I turned around and like weird. It looked like a, 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 like a sports game crowd from 10 years ago, like waving like signs up and down. And I was like, get me out of here. <laughs> I love that um, so much. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Um, but I'm excited to use that a bit more. Yeah, we're like weeks away from the definitive trilogy. That is so oh, exciting. Yes. What a fun oh, yes. moment. I am I am so excited about weirdly, I'm the most excited about playing Vice City again. I'm most excited about three. I just like three. I wanna like just just because it's like I, I want to start where it all began. Like no, you know, no. Vice City is easily the one I played the most. Easily. Like yeah. it, I, I love Vice City, but like I just have such fond memories of just fucking around in three and the opening scenes of three and the opera music and all that stuff. Like, I just can't wait to see it again. Yeah. I think my like aesthetically vibe tone, like writing, like San Andreas hits for me the most, obviously because I'm like a, a West coast hip hop kid. Like exactly and, West and, coast nineties. It's like, come on. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But like, for some reason, vice city is the one that I'm most engaged with character and, moments wise i thought it was the funniest of the bunch so i'm just so excited to jump back in there and be like with tommy and all those lads again um Lance. but yeah 
Yes, Lance in there. Next story. This is a big one and also quite a pivot in terms of tone, but um, let's do it anyway. Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick asked board to reduce his salary and cut bonuses amid lawsuit. This was written by Eddie uh, McCood at uh, the world's best video game website, GameSpot.com. Um, check it out now. Uh, just days after a judge rejected Activision Blizzard's petition to pause California California's lawsuit, the video game company has announced a series of changes it's making to help improve its corporate culture amid ongoing lawsuits related to sexual harassment and discrimination. Additionally, CEO Bobby Kotick has said he's asking the board to cut his salary to the lowest level possible for someone in California and to remove all of his bonuses. On top of that, Activision Blizzard is waiving mandatory arbitration, which is something the workers' advocacy group had been asking for. In a news release, Kotek acknowledged Activision Blizzard's shortcomings, saying the guardrails weren't in place everywhere to ensure that our values were being upheld. In some cases, people didn't consistently feel comfortable reporting concerns or their concerns weren't always addressed promptly or properly. People were deeply let down, and for that, I'm truly sorry, he said. Being welcoming and inclusive in the context of our workplace is crystal clear. We will passionately debate ideas, employ healthy skepticism when appropriate, and demand excellence and rigor in all of our pursuits. But we will always treat each other with dignity and respect. And regardless of the differences, voices will be heard, perspectives welcomed, and contributions valued. Um, Kotex said that Activision Blizzard has tripled its investment in anti-harassment and anti-discrimination training, and it's made meaningful organizational changes. Kotex also said the company has substantially increased resources for reporting and carefully investigating improper behavior. Um, so I'm going to quickly run over some of the changes um, that are being implemented. Uh, you can actually go to the uh, investor relation, investor uh, uh, website, Activision, it's investor.activision.com, and you'll find a news release for it there. And all of these points that I'm about to mention are broken down in, in more depth. Um, but because of how long they are, I thought I'd just highlight the kind of top level um, changes. And those changes are, they are launching a new zero tolerance harassment policy company-wide. They will increase the percentage of women and non-binary people in the workforce by 50% and invest $250 million to accelerate opportunities for diverse talent, $250 million over the next 10 years in initiatives that foster expanded opportunities in gaming and technology for underrepresented communities. Based on the feedback from employees, they are waiving the arbitration of sexual harassment and discrimination claims. It will continue to increase visibility on pay equity and will provide regular progress updates on this all. Regarding Kotex pay, he said he asked the board of directors to cut his pay to 62500 This is his bonus pay, not his base pay, by the way, which is the lowest amount allowed by California law for people earning a salary. Kotex bonuses are being cut too. To be clear, this is a reduction of my overall compensation, not just my salary. So it's both my mistake. Um, I am asking not to receive any bonuses or be granted equity during this time. For comparison, Kotex made $150 million in total compensation in 2020. Okay, so there's a lot in here, and the, I think the important thing that we need to do is kind of unpack it. The story that everyone is reporting is Bobby Kotek is taking a pay cut. And obviously, that's a huge deal, but that is what a lot of media, um, including us uh, at GameSpot, are putting forward uh, as the big thing because it's what everyone will mm -hmm. most uh, uh, readily latch onto. They, most people know that Bobby Kotek is. He's getting a lot of money and the place is in a bit of a mess. Uh, so that is what people gravitate towards. And through that, we'll learn about everything else. The more important aspect of this story is there are, being, there are changes being made at totally. Activision Blizzard. Absolutely, Tim. And, and the important thing to recognize is the part where Bobby Kotex says, I'm taking a pay cut, is a PR move for himself. Like, it's a distraction. Everyone will talk about the fact that he is doing a good thing by taking a, a, a pay cut. What you should actually focus on is the people who spoke out about this sexual harassment and all the harassment and, and the kind of bullying and the toxic work environment, they got shit done. Those are the important people in the story. And there was a lot of pushback to them. The company itself tried to silence them and they managed to get these points through. They managed to affect real change. And they did that because everyone in the industry spoke up, supported them as much as possible. And those people took a lot of shit while doing that. They were beaten and battered in the public uh, arena of discourse, and they stuck to their guns, and this is what they achieved. In fingers crossed, they, it, what they achieved was a better Activision Blizzard for themselves and for the people coming in the future. 
the yes. Bobby Kotick part of it is a small, small thing that is good. This man shouldn't be earning that much money while the people below him are suffering daily and are the means of production and have to go through it under that under under those conditions. It's a decent thing, a good thing. But the important thing is this this these actions or the, these changes were enacted by people who fought hard and and hopefully that will inspire others to take control of their own fates to a degree as much as they can and speak up and and uh try and enact these similar changes across the industry 100 percent, tam i i am so happy that that i have you here for this show and you absolutely nailed it i i'm happy you're taking the perspective of talking about these changes because i'm looking at this talking about increasing the percentage like these aren't just like oh we're tripling it and it's from nothing to a little less than nothing these are this is substantial 250 million dollars to accelerate these yeah. opportunities uh the the increase the percentage of women and non-binary people in our workforce by 50 percent. like that's a that is there's numbers there's the things that will be looked at to make sure that they're hitting that and like that is good we'll continue to increase visibility on pay equity we'll provide regular progress updates like they are trying their best and now here's the thing is this the win no but the right team has the ball right now and they are they are kicking it down the field and it's like i think that we just need to keep supporting that and every single goal helps to achieve getting towards that win mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and and this is not the end of it this is this is something that we are excited about but we should actually also not to be like uh, you know uh, a downer on the whole situation but like this is the bare minimum that it should be for everyone always this shouldn't be something that we now many 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 years into this you know game development this company are now getting for these people this should be the baseline like a thing that they should get and from here like we should support them in going forward there are unionization efforts happening and that should be something that people should support because it helps protect the people that are making your games if you're a gamer out there wondering what you should do you should support these developers who are trying to unionize because these developers are the people making the games that you want to play the executives higher up that are trying to stop that from happening they're not making your games they're not putting creative ideas into your games they're not coding anything they're not coming up with the art the music any of that those are the pe those are the people who are sitting back and earning money off the hard work of the people who need to be in better working conditions and the way they guarantee that well, those working conditions is by unionizing and by finding like-minded people who can protect themselves and give themselves bargaining power. And bargaining power is the important thing here because Lord knows senior executives at corporations don't always have the best interests of their workers uh, at hand. But if you're homing that you day-to-day -day are in the pit with you know, making the games and you and a few others can come together and be like, look, either you give us this basic thing that we're asking for or you don't get your game, that's incredibly powerful. That is incredibly powerful. And that is what makes executives rethink how they treat their, uh, their workers. So this isn't a victory one. This is a good step in the right direction. Keep supporting those people. Keep showing them that you care about their, their working conditions. And hopefully we can, this is a big company. And if, if others, smaller companies or equal size companies see it happening at a place like Activision, they will be empowered to try to enact it where they work. And over time, fingers crossed, this industry that we love and gives us job and jobs and joy and so much um, will become a better place and invite more talent into it. Um, I want to hit on a, a quick question that uh, came in from Nano, Nanobiologist. We actually answered a bit of the question, but I want to go into the second part. Um, uh, and that is like, uh, Bobby needed to hide behind something admirable, which is kind of similar to what we were saying. Um, what is he trying to prepare for? The earnings call is next week. Is the quarter's performance not nearly as good in light of the lawsuits, walkouts, consumer responses to their products and sales? While it's interesting, should we be okay with Bobby's tactic while he prepares for a blow to his CEO ship? It's hard to speculate on why he's doing this, but I think fundamentally I, it's, it's being backed up against the wall in a lot of ways. Between the lawsuits, between the actual action being taken by developers working and, and others working at the company, and the there may be some element of things not uh, being as rosy in the earnings. It's it's a it's a, a mess in so many situations that I don't think they had a choice. I don't think he had a choice. And this is like the move that they made to uh, make Bobby Kotick look good. But like we said earlier, that's not the important part. The thing that you need to focus on is the efforts of the workers.
All right. So that was a big story. I will encourage you to go to, again to the Activision um, uh, uh, webpage, uh, the investor site where all this is laid out, or you can go to the world's best video game website, gamespot.com, which has a detailed breakdown on it um, and, and also links out to it. So make sure you do that because the world's best video game website, gamespot.com could do with your support always. Yep. Next story comes Before from... Before we get to the next story, mm -hmm. though. Mm -hmm. I say we take a, a word from our sponsors. It's time for a, time for a, we we went a little long. So yeah, let's let's do a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Liquid IV. Flu season is in full swing, and let me tell you, being properly hydrated makes a huge difference. That's why I use Liquid IV to stay hydrated and support a strong immune system with delicious flavors like watermelon, strawberry, and lemon lime. I've been using Liquid IV for years. I absolutely love it. It helps me stay hydrated when you're feeling a little hungover, or even if you just kind of feel a little groggy. This is the best way to get hydrated fast. Liquid IV uses cellular transport technology, which is a very fancy way of saying it contains the perfect balance of vitamins to help you hydrate quicker. Grab your favorite liquid IV flavors nationwide at Walmart, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code KFGD at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you get better hydration today using the promo code KFGD at liquidiv.com. That's L-I-Q-U-I-D-I-V.com with the promo code KFGD. Next up, shout out to DoorDash. We're getting close to the holiday season and things are bound to get a little hectic soon. Why not give yourself one less thing to worry about? Get dinner covered with DoorDash. Along with the restaurants you love, you can now get groceries and other essentials delivered with DoorDash. You can get drinks, snacks, and other household items in under an hour. I love DoorDash. I've been using it for so long and it's just great to not have to worry about stuff, be able to order food and have it delivered just straight to me. Uh, a fun fact, one of my best friends uh, just had his baby shower last week and I decided a great gift would be get him a DoorDash gift card. For a limited time, you guys can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code GAMES2021. That's 25% off up to $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code GAMES2021. Don't forget that's code GAMES2021, G-A-M-E-S. 2021 for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. And finally, shout out to DraftKings. The killer crossovers, the nothing but net jumpers, the tenacious throwdowns. Ladies and gentlemen, basketball is back. DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, is celebrating the return to the hardwood by giving new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's really exciting. Score big and you can score big cash. And with a free shot at millions of dollars, in total prizes, it's the perfect time to show off your basketball IQ. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code KFGD. This week, new customers can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. All you gotta do is enter promo code KFGD to get a free shot at millions in total prizes with your first deposit. That's code KFGD only at DraftKings. DraftKings. There's a minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Remember, promo code KFGD. And we've already talked about Grand Theft Auto. Mm -hmm. We've already talked about how we're hip-hop kids, specifically West Coast hip-hop kids. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're, we're overall hip-hop kids. Now we're going to combine that into a juicy news story, which comes via the second best video game website on the internet, GameSpot.com. That's right. We are both the first and second best video Whoa! game website. You love to see it. Uh, written by Haley Williams. Uh, that was great. Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg are working on new music for Grand Theft Auto. What is this all about? Snoop Dogg has said that Dr. Dre is working on new music for the Grand Theft Auto series, uh, Rolling Stone reports, as well as adding that he's on board as a collaborator on some tracks, some of the tracks. While Snoop has said that the new music is connected to the GTA game that's coming out, it's unclear whether the rapper is referring to a new entry in the Grand Theft Auto series or simply new music being added to GTA 5. I do know he's in the studio, Snoop Dogg said in an interview with Rolling Stone's Music Now podcast. I do know he's making great effing music um, and some of his music is connected to the GTA game that's coming out. So I 
think that will be the way that his music will be released through the GTA game. When reached by a Rolling Stone, Rockstar Games declined to comment on the remarks made by Snoop Dogg. While fans of the Grand Theft Auto series expect a sixth game will be released at some point, nothing has been officially announced by Rockstar at this stage. It's possible that the new music by Dr. Dre, who hasn't released anything solo since Compton in 2015, will make an appearance in the upcoming Grand Theft Auto The Trilogy Definitive Edition, which is due for release on November 11th for PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, S, Nintendo Switch, and PC. It's also a possibility that the music is destined for GTA V, or GTA Online, which continues to expand its ambitions for musical content in the last year. It's also possible, I'm positing here, Tim, mm-hmm. listen to me. Combine it. We had, this is, this is going to be, it could be all of them, but let's, let's try this weird scenario. We had the Wu-Tang Clan release an album exclusively to one person, right? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that one person turned out to be a top 10 D, top 10 D bag. And like, we have not publicly heard that album. And we also now live in an age where not only is music released digitally as a priority, but also debuted within virtual worlds like Fortnite. Mm-hmm. What if Grand Theft Auto is the venue for the release of Detox? Holy fuck. I don't know how I didn't see that coming. <laughs> damn, damn. What if? Damn, dude. <laughs> Imagine I thought, that. I thought you were just going to be like, Dan debuts his new song or even a new album. What? No. No. <laughs> oh, my God. That would, be, that would be insane. That would be fucking insane. Grand Theft Auto is the biggest and one of the biggest entertainment franchises. How is it any different from Jay-Z releasing Magna Carta Holy Grail on a Samsung phone and guaranteeing a certain amount of uh, copies sold and money and going platinum within seconds? Imagine if Rockstar went to Dre and were like, you've got Detox, we've got GTA, we will pay you up front for the release of Detox. We will debut it, debut it in Grand Theft Auto. How you feel? And Dr. Dre is already like drunk dialing everyone again, like he did when he became Apple executive. <laughs> Yo, that would be crazy. Honestly, that's too much. <laughs> but, oh, Tim, I love the way you're thinking there. That is incredible. I, I think that this is more likely uh, to be, honestly, I think there's equal chance it could be multiple things. One of them is mm-hmm. Snoop Dogg doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> that yeah, honestly, this whole thing could go out the window because Snoop Dogg is just forget. saying things. Yeah. Let's not forget, this is a man that left his streaming camera on for multiple days. And, and like he left the studio all night with a stream going, came back the next day and he was still streaming. I was like, what the hell's going on? Oh, so Snoop Dogg, who knows? You gotta love them. Uh, the other chances are, I mean, look, there. Even today, we're talking about a San Andreas, a new version, the VR version. We have the definitive uh, trilogy. I'm not expecting new music to be added to to either of those projects, uh, especially because they haven't said that. I feel like they would have, but they did say they're taking away some songs. So, mm. if you're taking away some songs, maybe they are gonna add some new ones to to kind of like add to it i don't know what that could be even if it was like more of a celebratory uh type thing i don't really know i don't expect that to be the case i think that what's most likely and uh blessing was saying this in slack that it's probably just new songs in gta online because they do that and that would make sense that would make the most sense for a new dre song uh to fit in unrelated to this specifically but going back to the old gta story we were talking about i saw this in the chat and i copied it because i it it hurts my soul tam hurts me Mm -hmm. very very Mm -hmm. much PD Popoff says, it's weird now that GTA 3 is a retro style game like Vice City and San Andreas. It's just a throwback to the early 2000s. Yeah, that's that's wild. That Holy is, shit. That is kind of wild, yeah. I mean, I guess that's why they're putting out this, this kind of like update, right? They don't want it to look that way anymore. So like, or they, they at least want it to feel current to a degree. I think this is like the fact that GTAs are being re-released in this way is like one of the smartest things Rockstar's done in a really long time. Like yeah. in the absence, especially because now it also buys them a little bit of extra time for GTA 6, which is inevitable. But like three new GTA games coming out. Sweet. Let's do it. I hope yeah. they do the same for like Chinatown Wars. I hope they do the same for like those kind of Liberty City stories. Like there's, there's, they've now opened the door GTA to bring back 4, all trilogy. of trilogy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah exactly like put that stuff out 
uh, I'd love to see it. But uh, yeah, the fact that GTA 3, Vice City, and San Andreas are basically retro games at this point is deeply upsetting to me. I think, I think um, you might be missing the point of even what Petey's saying here. Vice City was the 80s. San Andreas is yeah. the 90s. GTA 3 is the 2000s. Oh, my God. Yeah, I see what you're saying now. Doesn't I see what you're saying. Yeah, 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 I'm upset that I now understand that. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a show this has been. Oh, God. The soaring highs and crushing lows of Kind of Funny Games Daily continue with an update from the Prince of Persia team. To be, oh. uh, to be uh, clear, this is both a soaring high and a crushing low in, in certain ways. Mm. Um, and this is an update from the Sands of Time remake development team. And this is written very quickly by me into this document. So we uh, technically this is credited to Kind of Funny Games Daily. Um, ahead of Ubisoft's latest financial call, the official Prince of Persia Twitter account posted a short message uh, updating followers on the status of the project. Hello, Prince of Persia fans. We want to take a moment to reassure you that development of Prince of Persia, the Sands of Time remake is still underway, motivated and inspired by your feedback. We will update you on our progress in the future and want to thank you all for your unwavering support and patience. So the reason why this is kind of an interesting story is because it's kind of a proof of life. Um, it's not a major update because we know that it was delayed, but it's like they went dark. Um, and this was in response to quite significant backlash not backlash but like feedback from fans being like oh this looks bad what's going on here so they yeah. kind of went away and like um on february 5th 2021 this year ubisoft's uh, prince of persia sands of time remake was delayed and it was delayed to an unspecified date in the future so indefinitely delayed um it was slated to launch in march and that was the game's second public delay um as it was originally supposed to be out in january so Reason this is a big deal is because yes, they're still working on it, but also like Sands of Time is one of the most beloved games of that era. Um, and it is like mechanically one of the most interesting games and like very much paved the way for um, future iterations on that franchise and future iterations on new franchises. Well, and Assassin's, Assassin's Creed. Creed, yeah. Yeah, would not exist without that game to a big, big, big degree. Um, and obviously bringing it back is a huge, huge thing. And I don't think Ubisoft was ready for the response to it. I don't think Ubisoft even realized how beloved it was until they put that trailer out and were like, hey, we're making it. And everyone went, what? No, this is not how you're, you should be doing this. This is messed up. Um, so I'm glad they are taking the time. And I'm glad that this, this kind of statement came out because it just like, for a little while, I was like, what if they just can it? And they're like, we're done. We're not doing this. Yeah, um, no, I mean, but, it's a good point. I, I'm happy. I didn't see this update. I'm happy it's here and I'm happy that the game still exists because this is one of those things that at any moment could be like, hey, you know what? It's just not working. So we're done. I love this game. It is one of my favorite games of all time. Literally this. Nope. That painting right there is Sands of Time. And I fucking love it. And I've had such a lucky streak in video games where so many of my favorite games have been remade recently and mm. in so many ways made even better or different. Final Fantasy VII Remake, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, the Crash Bandicoot games, CTR. So many things have just been like boom, boom, mm. boom. These incredible Resident Evil 2, incredible remakes of games that I loved. And seeing this was like, oh, no. So I'm happy there. They're taking their time. Take as much time as you need. I have the original. I can always go back and play that. There was no no rush get this right and mm -hmm. i am very happy that they are taking the time and even if it's going to take another another two years i just hope it ends great um mm -hmm. i remember watching after they first announced it there was like one like dev profile thing they put out and it seems like this is that team's first real game that they're working on there's a lot of really like questionable uh, things going on there but at the same time i want to support them they they do care yeah and i think that yeah. like hearing the feedback and trying to do all this stuff it's like you know what I fully support it. Yeah, I believe it's a new Ubisoft team in India with support yeah. from another Ubisoft team. So I think this is also a case of that team kind of figuring out how to make this game and kind of cutting their teeth and getting trained up. So I'm excited that they're going to be able to do this. And I hope that it means that if they do it right and they get to the place they need to be in terms of technical expertise and 
development and that kind of stuff ability that they even get a shot at more prince of persia stuff because i would love to see that franchise come back Mm -hmm. but the prince of persia sands of time remake is likely very very far away tim if i wanted to know what's coming today to mom and grub shops where would i look the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday jingle Out today, we have, let's do this, uh, buckle up, because it's a big list. We have Super Robot Wars 30 for PC. 30. There's been 29 of these bad boys, and I do not know what is going on. Um, Fatal Frame Maiden of Blackwater is out for PS5, PS4, Xbox Series XS, Xbox One, and Switch. NASCAR 21 Ignition. NASCAR. That's the one where they just keep going around in circles, right? Uh-huh. Until someone until someone dies. Right, until someone um, dies, yes. PS4, <laughs> Xbox One, PC. If you are racing in NASCAR, you are luckily also going to be interested in this next game. Gas Guzzlers Extreme for Switch. Um, uh, Virtual Verse for PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Voice of Cards, The Isle of Dragon Roars. PS4, Switch, PC. Now, that sounds like the most generic name you have ever heard. It is, in fact, the new game from Yoko Taro, creator of Nier. So, wow. pay okay. attention to that one. Uh, Undernauts, Labyrinth of Yomi, coming to PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Black Widow, good film, underrated, not related to that. Black Widow <laughs> Recharged, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series XS, Xbox One, Switch, PC. I watched Black Widow on the plane back to the US, and I thought Florence Pugh was amazing. Bass Master Fishing 2022 sounds very American. PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, PC. Roki, PS5, Xbox Series S and X. Happy Game, Switch, PC and Mac. Riders Republic, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, S, Xbox One, PC. Finally, Blessing can keep quiet about this goddamn game. Age of Empires 6? 4? 4. Four. I'm so four. bad with four, IV. Four, four. four. Yes. Four. Yeah, four. Yeah, yeah. I just had a flash. Final Fantasy I just had a... taught me, baby. Yeah. I just had a flashback to working Why in retail and someone, someone coming in and asking for GTA IV around the time uh, GTA Four was out. So that's Did how I remember. Did school teach you Roman numerals? Yeah. No. I, I'm with Tim. All of the Roman numerals I know are from Final Fantasy. I think it's 100%. fifth grade. Fifth grade. I don't know. Damn. Maybe they mentioned it in one class. I'm like, yeah, this is a thing that happened. But like, yeah. Nah. Dusk coming to Switch. Uh, what is this? Abarembo, Tengu, and Zombie Nations Switch. Dragon Hill Switch. Distraint Collections Switch. Capes Escape Game Fourth Room Switch. King Leo Switch. Jigsaw Finale Switch. Brain Meltdown Into Despair Switch. Sedomari Switch. Okinawa Rush Switch. Zomba, Zomb- Zumba Aqua Switch. Jigsaw Fun. Amazing animals switch the Sokoban switch. I don't like jigsaw and animals being <laughs> yeah. put together, but yeah, yeah, it's not a good idea. And then Subway Midnight for PC. New dates: uh, Digimon Survive has moved to 2022. Is Apologies. this game ever gonna fucking happen? Apologies, dude. They announced uh, this so long ago. It looks dope as fuck. It's a uh, like strategy game and like Mm -hmm. the art style looks fucking awesome and it looks dark and apocalyptic and it's like oh this looks like some cool digimon shit but yeah we're never gonna play it yeah now it's time for the nvidia geforce update uh we have partnered with nvidia there there is none none today updated oh yeah there is none today i already talked to you about this and then i did it it's all good we're having having fun here i'm on autopilot here you know what just look at some NVIDIA stuff. Just click yeah, some just NVIDIA some, links. Go all trace right? some rays, some kids. Raise some Raymond tracing. Fire up DLSS. Be like, yep, NVIDIA works. And then come back to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, deals of the day. Quick one. Metroid Dread out of nowhere has a demo on eShop. Just Nintendo dropping a demo. Unprompted. Uh, Metroid Dread is a good game. And if you wanted to get a sample of it before you spend those Nintendo bucks, those full prices... You can do it. Uh, there are six Sonic's game, Sonic Games DLC uh, for $1 on the Humble Sonic bundle. 
That includes Sonic Team Racing, Sonic Mania, Sonic Forces, Sonic and All-Star Racing Transform Collection, Sonic Generations Collection, Sonic Lost World, Sonic Adventure 2, Battle Mode DLC, Adventure DX, and a bunch more. For $1. For $1. Wow. That's, it's wild. Um, and then Dark Complete Edition is free on the Epic Game Store. Seems like a good, good, good game. Um, we did read a mail already, so we're going to go to You're Wrong. I'm opening the, the document now. We're going to see. Oh, there's a few in here. Nano Uncharted Legacy of Thieves has an early 22 release date. 2022. Apologies. PlayStation has acquired Nixus, not Nixon. Okay, cool. For PC ports. Uh, we got the breaking news. Um, that was also from Nano. And then uh, Hard Flind, uh, top 10 hard debug. Hard to find. Those oh, are also okay, Roman numerals. Hard to find. Okay, <laughs> I, can't, I can't read. Top 10 debug was a little modest. Tam. Oh, <laughs> he's top 10 of three. Uh, so, okay, cool. Uh, I agree with that. Uh, Nano says Ubisoft Mumbai and Ubisoft Poon, both India studios, are working on Prince of Persia. Poon was acquired in uh, 2008 and made several Just Dance games and provided QA assistance. Mumbai was founded in 2018 and was to assist with collaborating on local universities uh, in India. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Anyways, tomorrow's hosts for Kind of Funny Games Daily are Blessing and Janet. If you are watching live after this, stay tuned for Andy's return to Guardians of the Galaxy. And then after that, we're going to have uh, Blessing playing the, uh, the pumpkin game, which I've forgotten pumpkin, the name of again. Pumpkin Jack. Pumpkin, pumpkin Jack. Um, It'll be a long fun. stream day. So just to be clear, be we're, doing, yeah. we're doing like the Guardians all the way and then Pumpkin Jack's at 2 p.m. So it's going to be like, we're streaming forever. Big day, big day. You should watch that live because that is the best way to watch live content, I've been told. But if you're not able to watch that live, you can catch it later by subscribing to youtube.com forward slash kind of funny plays. I am frequently hanging out on that, um, that YouTube channel because I love watching the, uh, the streams back. Uh, if I can't watch it live. But I have been told, I have it under good authority that watching live content live is the best way to watch it. It's the only way to, to win the giveaway codes. Because yeah, exactly. the giveaway codes for Guardians and for Pumpkin Jack. So hang out. I see you, Crown Prince and Nanobiologist, not the Lysander, Owen Jesus, all y'all. Hang out. Yeah. Win some codes. S stick around, get some codes. Um, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily, where each and every weekday, live, right here on twitch.tv forward slash Kind of Funny Games, we run you through the nerdy news that you need to know about so then you can convince your parents that you're actually paying attention to what's going on in the world around you, just specifically through the lens of video games. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed on the silver level on patreon.com forward slash Kind of Funny Games, so please do stick around for that. Otherwise... Until next time, laugh and grow fat.